here. Let me lay this down for you real quick, okay? The week I've had has brought so many little bits and little stories that I don't even know where to begin and how to start because my mind is racing like a mile a minute. That's not fast at all, actually. What's faster than that? Two miles a minute, you know? And I think that this episode is going to be a little bit of a doozy for some of us because I'm still coming to terms with a lot of the events that took place this past week. Um, I know we're kind of just diving right in, but there's so much going on that I I, I don't want to waste any more time. I don't want to waste your time because I'm going to be honest, I didn't plan an intro. I didn't. So let's just get into the meat and bones of today's episode. We begin our week in a GameStop, as most stories, as most of the prolific writers begin their novels. I believe Romeo and Juliet started looking at Wii games in a GameStop at the Short Hills Mall. Um, so I'm at the GameStop. Well, okay, first of all, I'm at the mall. Let's get, let's go bigger and then we'll dial it in. So I'm at the mall and I, I like to go to the mall personally, just kind of with vibes. I don't know if you guys, some people are like, I have one thing I need to get. I'm going to go to that store and I'm going to leave. I'm kind of the person who does a couple loops around the food court. You know what I mean? Something about mall food courts, nine in the morning, I want Chinese food. Nine in the morning, I want sesame chicken. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is about a mall food court. It's like you know that you're stepping into basically a dumpster fire. But there's something, there's something magical about walking from an Auntie Anne's to a Taco Bell to a Wendy's, to a Bangkok kitchen, and just letting your five senses run amok. Just letting them take in the scents, flavors, and sounds of the families dining in these establishments. And they're all like, they probably all share a kitchen. You ever, th- you ever think about that? You know the Taco Bell that's right next to the fresh sushi? Yeah, I don't think so. They share a kitchen. They have the same walk-in freezer. Your, your California roll is next to a chicken chalupa. And you know what? I don't really have that many issues with it, and I'd probably eat it. Yeah, that's a little bit about me. I would eat that California roll. In fact, I might go back tomorrow just to get it. I'm kidding. I'm not that disgusting. And, you know, I'm at the mall, and I... So, basically, long story short, I'm just at the mall, like... And the way I go to the mall is very... um, Kind of, like, floating. I kind of just, like... You know in those old cartoons when somebody... Like, a character will bake a pie... And you see the steam coming and you start floating and you're following the steam. I'm kind of doing that in the mall. If I need to go to a Claire's, I'm going to do it. I don't go to the mall and I'm like, I just need to buy one pair of shoes. No. I go to the mall and I'm like, okay, I'm going to spend six hours in Old Navy. And I'm going to go through every article of clothing they have. And then I'm going to go to Zoomies. And then I'm going to go to Hot Topic. And then, you know what? I'm going to go to Bangkok Kitchen and I'm going to get that sesame chicken. For me, the mall is relaxing. It's therapeutic. And I know that it is probably one of the least sanitary spaces that we can all be in. And if COVID's taught us anything, it's, you know, maybe we don't have to do those candy machines where you just put in a quarter and you get like a loose handful of M&Ms when you turn the knob, the disease-ridden handle, and the M&Ms that have been sitting in that machine for God knows how long. You just get like a couple, like a loose, like 10 10 M&Ms for a quarter. Why is that a thing? And why does it live on? You know? 
Why did we close some Disney store locations, but we kept the watermelon gobstopper machine? You know, maybe maybe we take out the booths in the middle of the mall with the remote control dogs. You know, those things. You know what I'm talking about. And maybe we start there. Then we worry about, you know, the good stores that we're rebranding. Maybe we start with the fact that there is literally playgrounds where kids are just running naked. They're just naked. You ever see a child that just on their hands and knees on the floor of a mall, just like licking the ground. Come on, it's nasty. But anyway, I digress. I am in a GameStop and I was just, I don't even know why I went in, but I did and I was in a GameStop. Um, let me tell you one thing. There is fewer people that I am scared of more than the people that work at GameStop. And I'm not saying that they're nerds, but I'm also not not saying that. Okay? Listen, I don't care. Everyone likes different things. I wrote a fan fiction once, okay? I'm not really I'm not really the uh the bar for normalcy, okay? But the people in GameStop are a different breed because I think video game obsessed people, that's something that I don't necessarily vibe with. And I'm not saying that I have a problem with it, I'm just saying my personality. Yeah, I like to shoot straight, you know? I like to shoot straight. I'm not cosplaying, I'm not LARPing in the park. I don't really know if that is a generalization for everyone that works at GameStop, but I'm kind of getting like, maybe the lines aren't so black and white. You know what I mean? So I I will say, though, there are some elements of video games that I do become a nerd over. Like, So the reason I was drawn into this GameStop was because there was a lot of Marvel stuff, and I love Marvel. I'm literally just proving the point that I'm also a nerd. But I saw Scarlet Witch Keychain, which is my favorite character. So I go up and buy it, and so she's a witch, right? And so I'm giving it to this guy. And I also got this stuffed animal of a boba tea. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you guys get in the irony of me calling other people losers, right? You know, like maybe maybe Michael Jackson had a point. We should start with the man in the mirror. Um, so anyway, I'm checking out with these two things. And um, he was like, oh. <laughs> Don't let the Scarlet Witch perform any spells before you leave the mall. <laughs> and I was like, hey, um, it's important to me and my day that you know that she's not real. It's important to me that you know that. I need to know that you know that magic isn't real. Well, I don't want to say all magic isn't real. Like Christmas lights to me is magical. Um, I think that that's magic. That's the closest we'll get to magic. And I know that that's kind of just electricity, but, but l- let me just have this one thing. Thank you. And I just looked at the guy and I just gave one of those, come on, come on, babe, come on, you don't got to do that. We don't have to do this. Let's not. Just, just scan the barcode. Okay, that's all. And you could tell that this line totally killed before because he was waiting for me to just drop to the knees and laugh. Now I'm imagining he was a little bit shocked that I didn't fall to the ground laughing. I almost fell to the ground just from pure exhaustion from pure secondhand embarrassment. But then again, I took a minute and realized that sometimes I talk about parallels among certain Disney movies. And I said, you know what? We're the same. We're the same. So we've been going out for about two weeks. No, I'm kidding. Um, But it was one of those moments where I was like, wow, I was so quick to make fun of someone else for being like a video game nerd. We're all nerds. We all have some sort of niche thing that we know too much about and are a little bit embarrassed to show the world. And I think we're conditioned to be embarrassed about it. But here's this guy, this breath of fresh air, who's just like, you know what? I like weird nerdy stuff. 
and I'm not going to hide it. But let's get one thing clear. Whatever high horse I was on leaving that GameStop thinking I was better than everyone in the store, I was quickly brought back down to earth. Brought back down to earth in a way that was like TSA pre-checked, slingshotted down to the pits of Dante's Inferno. I, guys, I went into Zara. First mistake. You don't leave Old Navy. You don't leave H&M. You let the trendy chic people go to Zara, okay? You don't go there. You stay where you're, you stay where you're told, okay? Um, so I, I neglected to do that. So just to like give backup context here, I went to Zara in the city, not at the mall. But same same purpose, okay? Same same destination, different route. Um, so I'm walking in the city. First of all, I gotta say one thing. It's been 96 degrees like every day in the city. We need a focus group for people who sweat. Okay? Does anyone does anyone sweat to an amount where it becomes something that you think about all the time? Thigh sweat is my seventh sense. I have taste here here. Taste, what are they? Taste, sight, vision, same thing. Taste, sight, noise, touch, dreaming. I don't know what the fifth one is. Because, oh, there's six. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do a quick Google um, after the show, and then I'll get back to you. But what I'm trying to say is that I sweat a lot, and I've done the whole medical grade deodorant. I've basically rubbed my armpits with sandpaper, and it's the same shit, different day. Okay, like my deodorant starts to foam. It starts to sizzle like I cracked a fucking egg. And I'm like going after work, so I'm in my work clothes, and I'm like, I don't know how men in suits do this every day. I'm only in person like twice a week. I don't know how men who wear those big suits do it every day, but God, isn't it fun to watch? Isn't it fun to watch? I like playing this little game. It's called the hot game in my head. It's anytime you think a guy is hot, when they walk by, you just say, hot. And um, yeah, so that's why I have never dated anyone okay cool just gonna add that to the notes app on my phone i already have a big list going but okay back to sweating oh another reason gonna add that one too so i'm sweating a lot and i am like all right you know what i'm just gonna go into zara i want to look at these clothes like I, I just i gotta get some new pieces so i'm perusing through zara like a fucking like i've lost my damn mind i'm looking at shirts and i'm like oh this would be, you know, this would be cute for like a rooftop party in Brooklyn or something. Like, babes, you're not going to a rooftop party in Brooklyn, okay? You're not invited there. You don't do that. You know? You're not going to a... Like, why? I'm like, oh, this would be great for like like an art opening or something. Like, no. You're not going there. I'm sure it would be great for it. But it ain't you. You go to the same four bars. You go to DJs. You have a Barstool collaborative shirt with DJs. And two of them, by the way, in different colors. You're not going to a trendy rooftop party in Brooklyn and having high tea. You're having Red Bull vodkas at three in the morning. You don't need to go to Zara for that. Target, H&M, Old Navy. There's a section for just blackout clothes. Clothes that just disintegrate after you wear them. That's where I need to keep my lane in. Either way, I thought, I thought it'd be fun if I tried to get my first pair of ripped skinny jeans. <clears throat> Turns out there's a pretty good reason I've gone 23 years without owning a pair. Um, I was stuck in these jeans in the fitting room of Zara for, I want to say, 25 minutes. And that might be that there was no concept of time while I was stuck. And I'm going to get into the full story. But it was a long, long time. And I really didn't know if I was going to make it out. 
So at first it was kind of like denial, you know? I get the jeans up and I'm like kind of shimmy. I'm like, oh, they're a little tight. <laughs> they're good though. They're definitely going to fit. And then I'm hoisting myself up, like shoving the pants over my legs, like a fucking aerial rope dancer six feet in the air. You know those ropes that attach to the ceiling and people like r- fly down on them? That was me with these jeans, just trying to get them around my fucking grundle. People outside of the fitting room probably just saw like a constipated, in pain face just kind of bobbing up and down the door, you know? But I finally get them up and around my butt and I look in the mirror and they're, they're skin tight. I looked like a rotisserie chicken and not in a good way. Like not one from Costco, one from like Sunoco, okay? It was just bad. I don't really understand why people wear those ripped jeans that show like your entire thigh. I don't get, well, oh, people who have good legs wear, okay, got it. Never mind. Gonna add that to the list. But I th- I thought, okay, well, I got them on. I didn't like them. I, I was, I was in that moment, you know, you know, when you see something in the store and you have that same thought as me, right? We've all had the thought like, oh, this would be great for like, you know, like a chic little party that I want to go to. I could totally pull it off. Then you get in the fitting room and you're like, huh, well, that's, that's not what this looks like in my head at all. <laughs> huh? Yeah. So I was having one of those moments. I was looking in the mirror and I was like, well, who's that? That can't possibly be me. Yeah, bitch. It was. So I like had one of those stark things and I got really upset. I was like, fuck. But then like, listen, you went looking for skinny jeans, skinny ripped jeans. What'd you think was going to happen? I, it's my fault. But this is when things get a little dicey. I'm trying to weasel them around my butt to get them back down. I get them down my butt. Now we're at thighs. Now we're at, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm Buddy the Elf talking about his journey to New York. I was like, first I went through the swirly, trilly, gumdrop forest, and then I went to the Lincoln Tunnel. So we're at the Lincoln Tunnel of my body, basically. <laughs> that was a good one. But, <laughs> ew. <laughs> but I get it to my thighs, and um, mm, we had a, we had a quick, quick uh, moment of panic of like, Hey, these kind of stuck a little bit. I was shoving them with all of my might. I was sweating like a fucking pig, like a pig in a blanket, except the blanket was paper thin and there was no ketchup to dip myself into. No oil. I wanted to just bring, I should have just started carrying olive oil and just shove, like dunked it down my legs. You know what I needed though? I needed a John Deere tractor. I needed a hook around like my belt loop. And I just need someone to floor it because we're in the we're, we're at a point where this is only coming off with heavy machinery. Like everyone in Zara has to be wearing helmets like Nick's got to take off a pair of skinny jeans. Buckle up. You know, watch your six like that scene in Devil Wars Prada where Miranda leaves the elevator. That's me getting out of the dressing room, the fitting room, except where they all adore and respect her. These people are running from me in fear, in fear of what their children will see. So at this point. Uh, they're still stuck around my my pants. This has been at least 10, 15 minutes at this point. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm like calling out to the lady. I'm like, do you guys do amputations in-house? Is this, like, I don't know what to do. Are we going to have to cut off my legs? Like, I think that that's the only thing we can do right now. I felt like I was doing, like, a surgery, and I needed someone else to scrub in to, like, get these things off me. I just, and I started to imagine, you know, is this what life is going to be like for me? 
is this my new normal? Am I just going to be half covered in ripped skinny jeans that I don't even like? You know, will I still be able to go to places of heterosexual worship? Because I did want to go to a Yankee game this month. But if I have ripped skinny jeans on, hell no. Hell no, I'm not showing my face there. So I finally get them to like my ankles. And I just had to get them around my foot. I'm like clawing at it at this point. I don't care if I break them to pay for them. I'm just like ripping them cloth, like tearing it just to get it off. Like get this fucking thing off me. Um, I'm like half naked too. Like just underwear and then the skinny jeans. I'm sitting on the floor of the fitting room. I'm fully just on the floor. And the, you know how fitting room doors don't go all the way down? I'm sure, I'm sure that angle of just my stomach like crunched up with my tight boxers and just skinny jeans stuck on my leg and my whole body was like red and warm and wet with sweat okay and you got the girls outside waiting to try on what basically looks like a cloth napkin she's wearing an ascot as a ball gown and i'm hogging the fitting rooms because they had to open two for me no i'm kidding um so it was a very humbling experience and i finally got them around my like out of my feet the whole store just bursts into applause and just starts cheering like finally uh, six more weeks of winter <laughs> oh gosh and i was alone isn't it so horrible when these things happen and you're just by yourself i couldn't even laugh with anyone because the last thing i needed to do was just to be silently laughing alone in the dressing room you know what i mean that's the last thing i needed for my already bad luck let me tell you right now, I have never left a store so fast in my life. I think I rode, I think I ran an Olympic speed, a hundred meter dash up the stairs. I was taking five steps at a time. I'm like, get me out of this place. I just basically dropped a bombshell. Like I, I gave them back the pants, like inside out, one leg facing the wrong way. I'm covered in sweat. I'm like, just take them, just take them away. And they're like, they're like, what happened in there? I'm like, I can't talk about it yet. I have, like, blood pouring from everywhere. <laughs> like, imagine I just came out covered in blood. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. So I'm in a super pissy mood. I'm just annoyed at this point. And I go downstairs to get to the subway. Downstairs. Like, fucking, really? I go to the subway station. <laughs> I just go downstairs of New York. So I'm, at, I'm waiting for my subway, and I finally get on the subway. And I guess this was one of those trains that, like, stayed at the station for, like, five minutes to let people go on. I don't know why. But, so I'm standing in the car, the doors are open. The doors could close at any second, and I didn't, like, I don't know. And I see this guy and this girl walking, you know, off the platform away. And this the phone was in this guy's back pocket, and it just fell out. And he didn't notice. And so they're walking, and the phone's out, and they're they're walking pretty far. And I didn't say anything. I just didn't. You know, I saw it fall, and I was like, come on, turn around. Come on. I was trying to make eye contact and like wave my arm instead of just because I didn't want to yell, like be the freak in the subway terminal going, hey, you, you know, so I just tried to like subtly like mind control. I was like, like, look at me, look at me. And, um, you know, I didn't want to get off the subway because what if the train left without me? The next one would be two minutes away. I don't I don't have that time. And I hope they found it. Because I never said anything or did anything with that information. Looked like a real nice phone, too. He had a teal blue case on. And, um, you know, it looked like a plus. I think he got like a 7 plus or something. Or What are we on now? 13? Something. It was definitely a plus. Um, 
I had just hope he had a screen protector on and you know, maybe maybe it went to a more deserving family. Maybe he sucked. Um Yeah, but I was a bystander for sure. It taught me a lot about myself. But I was gonna like I should have made it like a bit, you know. I could have like pretended to yell something as the doors were closing, at least for my own peace of mind, to know that like I kinda tried. But, you know, I didn't. And I don't really care. I'm not losing sleep over it. And I'm sure that he is, because I've lost a phone like 15 times. If they had punch cards for a Verizon, like the amount of times you lose a phone, you get like four punches and your fifth one's free. I'd have like four free phones by now. God, that's so embarrassing. Um, Yeah, this was like a very interesting episode because I don't really do story time all the time, but I really liked it. So if you guys like this type of thing, shoot me a text and let me know your thoughts. Um, But yeah. Well, I hope everyone has a great week. Oh, I also just want to say rest in peace to Olivia Newton-John. What an absolute fucking icon and a legend. Sandy is like the top 10 most iconic female character from any movie of all time. And um, she died too young. She was taken from us too young. So, you know, listen to Grease. Listen to Hopelessly Devoted to You after this episode. And uh, pour one out for our girl. But yeah, all right. Love you guys, and um, I will see you next Tuesday. Momo. Undiagnosed. No. No.